From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, July 28th. I'm Sarah Reif. The collapse of the kelp forest off the north coast is part of a long-running sequence of destabilizing disasters. The kelp is being devoured by purple urchin, a native species whose predators have disappeared from the food chain. The otters, which ate the larger urchin, were hunted to near-regional extinction for their fur, and the Pycnopodia sunflower sea star, which formerly feasted on smaller urchin, have withered away from a wasting disease. Now the urchin, unchecked, have eaten themselves into overpopulation and near-starvation, a condition they can survive in for years. The mighty urchin is impressive. (laughs) We don't want to vilify that species, because it's not an invasive species, it's an overpopulated species, and their ability to survive is impressive. Sheila Siemens is the executive director of the Noyo Center for Marine Science in Fort Bragg, which, along with ReefCheck, has been at the forefront of efforts to restore kelp, in large part by removing urchin. Earlier this month, Congressman Jared Huffman introduced the Kelp Act, which would provide millions of dollars in grants to fund conservation, restoration, and management projects to restore kelp. And so this kind of money, and it's focused on the North Coast, is invaluable to understanding the problems that we're facing. So what's number one on your priority list? You know, there's, there's a lot of really important science questions that need to be answered. But for the Noyo Center, which is a nonprofit that's more um, applied science, I feel like what we really need to be doing is figuring out how to take more urchin. So our partners at the Nature Conservancy, like I said, are doing the trapping studies, but I think we need to really figure out how to bring them out of the water and turn this turn them into a restorative seafood product, which is something we focused a lot on with our partners from Urchinomics. So I'm hoping some of that money can go to setting up a demonstration project here, maybe on our side on the headlands, and really show people how we can take an empty, worthless urchin out of the environment, feed it, and create a seafood product that actually improves the environment. So it's an economic and an environmental win. Siemens also thinks some economic recovery money could be used to create a lab at Noyo Harbor to help figure out how to restore the abalone fishery, which was a $44 million industry before it was closed in 2017. In March, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife announced that the fishery would stay closed for another five years. Abalone rely on kelp, too, and have been outcompeted by the purple urchin. So when you asked what my priorities were, one of the hugest priorities is to try to figure out how we can get Pycnopodia back. So that sunflower sea star is now listed as critically endangered in our region. And we have some partners at uh, Friday Harbor Lab at University of Washington up in um, the Sound, Puget Sound, looking at how to propagate Pycnopodia sea stars, and if we can start putting those, you know, getting, getting, that's apparently a really hard thing to do. Although we know how to propagate, you know, abalone well, which is another thing I think we need to do to preserve our species here, we really need to figure out how to do that with sea stars, and that's a much more difficult thing. So those folks are working on that. If we can get some of those here, that's a priority. Another priority is something that I am hoping Noyo can take a big role in, is we need, to be, we need to be creating a seed bank, much like our botanical friends do with plants. We need to start, if we want to see diversity remain in our bull kelp forest, we need to start collecting some of the spores, the gametophytes that we see in fall when they get reproductive, and preserving those. There might be a glimmer of hope. Even though, over the past five years, the kelp forests have diminished by 95%. But this past year, because we've had such cold, windy um, weather, and we've had a lot of 
upwelling. We are seeing better kelp than we've seen in a long time. So that's good news. I mean, we're seeing that some of the spores are surviving. So there's hope. Um, this is a best case scenario. It'll be interesting to see what the data shows this year is how much kelp we have. And I have seen some kelp in the Mendocino Bay just off of the headlands, not as much as I remember seeing 10 years ago. But what is it about those windy conditions that are beneficial for the kelp or maybe not beneficial for the, the urchins that have been devouring them? Well, so that is a great uh, patch of kelp that has been persistent. So what we've done in the conservation effort is try to expand those beds that are persistent. And that bed in near Portuguese Beach has been pretty persistent even through the whole decline. And that's because Big River is such a strong river and it creates a nice sand channel that is a barrier for the urchin. So the so the kelp can keep coming back. So in a year like this, where we've had such good, uh, cold, nutrient-rich, upwelling water, that's what feeds the kelp, we have a bigger bed than we've even seen in the last few years. And on the other side of the bay, too, uh, really, really nice uh, stands of kelp are coming up in places we haven't seen in the last few years. So that's hopeful. To me, that means the spores are surviving. And hopefully, if we can reduce the urchin population over time, we can get those kelp beds back. There's still plenty of opportunity for research. What we're seeing this year, which is really interesting, I was talking to somebody who just sent me some video, is a big stand of bull kelp with urchin in it, and they weren't decimating it. So that is a cu- curious thing. I mean, are they, did they just get there? You know, we really, there's still so much we need to understand, right next to what is a barren. So there's still so much to know. We just heard from Sheila Siemens, Executive Director of the Noyo Center for Marine Science. Tune in tonight at 6 p.m. to hear from Stranding Coordinator Sarah Grimes about more animals that rely on kelp. Imagine walking into a place that's been a forest that once stood where animals existed in this wonderful forest, and then all of a sudden you've got a clear cut, and where are your animals going to hide? Where are your animals going to hunt? For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.